Good evening. It's good to see all of you here this evening for our sacred concert. We're so glad to have Mac and Beth Lynch join us this weekend, and we look forward to worshiping the Lord together. Just a couple of announcements as we begin tonight. First of all, uh, approach this evening prayerfully. Uh, this is a worship time where we get to express our gratitude and our thanks to the Lord. And even when they play the pianos, why we have the words on the screen, you can look at the words and the truth even as they play and meditate on those truths as they play those songs. But we are so excited uh, for tonight and we hope that you are as well. Um, we do want to mention if you're visiting with us tonight, uh, we're so glad that you're here and we hope that this is a blessing to you. Before you leave tonight, out in the hallway in the Welcome Center, there are some gift bags for you and those are for you. So when you leave, just grab one of those uh, and uh, that's a way of saying thank you for, for joining us tonight. Uh, but we're, we're looking forward to this evening together. Also want to mention, if you have three to five year olds, we are going to have them dismissed later on in the service when the, when, uh, uh, the congregational song, In My Heart, There Rings a Melody, comes in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, that'll be your cue to let your three to five year olds be dismissed. Uh, for their class time, uh, and they'll be, you can pick them up after the program. Let me open up the program tonight with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for uh, the gift of music. We thank you um, for the opportunity to use our voices to proclaim your praise. Lord, I pray that we would sing from our hearts tonight, and even as we listen, that we would listen intently as we consider the truths of the gospel and how it impacts and changes our lives. And in your son's name we pray, amen. Good evening, number 127 in your hymn books. The words will be on the screen as well. Wonderful grace of Jesus. Let's stand as we sing together.
wonderful. You may be seated. very kind. We've enjoyed our time with you. You are in an indication of the staff and the folks that we've gotten to meet. And it seems to go through the whole congregation. We're very, very pleased for the opportunity to be here. We have been blessed. We have been taught, encouraged. There have been good examples toward us, and we're so thankful for our weekend with you. I must admit we're a little exhausted trying to keep up with all your men's group is incredible, and I mentioned, I don't know if I repeated myself, I feel like I'm, when I'm singing with them, I'm a hummingbird next to some jet planes up there, so I have to be careful. So if you see me just kind of back up and not sing, you'll know why. But we're thankful, and we're thankful too that uh, we are just like you. We need to grow, we need to change, no matter how old we are. When we worked at the wilds, it was ingrained in us, no matter how long you've been saved and how, how old you are, there's always more room for growth. When we left the wilds and went into a, a local church situation, we're caring for Beth's mom, and so a church very graciously took us on, and uh, we had an opportunity to minister there as a church that 
loved the wilds very, very much. And uh, it was amazing that first year, uh, we had several of our kids pass away, a baby, a teenager, a junior high boy and a teenage girl, and a seven-year-old girl also had caught the flu and it went to her heart and she passed away. So we came to this church with all this needs, these needs, and it was remarkable to see how they um, responded to the trial. They've learned, many of them, about the goodness of, of, their, of their God. And one of the uh, teenage sons of the, or the brother of the boy that was a junior high, he found this text and wanted to know if we would set it to music. It's a very old text and, uh, and uh, very powerfully written. It's called, Thy Will Be Done. And of course, as the, as the song moves on, of course, we, we, we know that these are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he was all God and all man. And he, because of that, and because of his love for us, he decided that he would proceed ahead in obedience to the Father and take on my sin and your sin. I can't help but think, as we know who our God is, that he had us in mind when he was on that cross. And even in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was obedient to the Father. Father, thy will be done. And he is most perfect example to us to receive whatever God has for us personally to follow his example and say thy will be done and this is a list of things that many of probably some of us all of us can identify with one of these lists where we have to resign ourselves okay Lord thy will be done my hands are off I am totally yours do with me what you would want to do thy will be done My God, my Father, while I stray Far from my home on life's rough way Oh, teach me from my heart to say Thy will be done Though dark my path and sad my lot Let me be still and murmur not, or breathe a prayer divinely taught, thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done, oh teach me now to say thy will be done. What though in lonely grief I sigh For friends beloved no longer nigh Submissive still would I reply Thy will be done Though thou hast called me to resign what most I prized, it ne'er was mine. 
I have but yielded what was thine, thy will be done, thy will be done, thy will be done. Oh, teach me now to say, thy will be done. Should grief or sickness waste away my life in premature decay, my father still I strive to say, thy will be done. Let but my fainting heart be blessed with thy sweet spirit for its guest. My God, to thee I leave the rest. Thy will be done. Renew my will from day to day. Blend it with thine and take away all that now makes it hard to say thy will be done then when on earth i breathe no more the prayer oft mixed with tears before i'll sing upon a happier shore thy will be done sing upon that shore I will be done I'll sing upon that shore thy will be Okay, jet planes, come on up.
triumph. Thanks be to God who gives the victory in his name. Thanks be to God who fills our hearts with joy and gladness. Let all the saints sing praise to the Lord and join in the song with one accord. All his wondrous works Now it is your opportunity to join with us as we sing number 537. In my heart there rings a melody and the children ages three through uh, kindergarten can go to their class at this time. Choir will be entering as we sing. I have a song that Jesus gave me. stanza or how many uh, stanza three it will be my endless theme in glory If you remember we sang this song that we're going to sing now, God leads us along during the missions conference last year. Remember the story when the missionaries had hit a pothole with their plane, their plane burned, they lost their two children and their co-worker. The couple were in the, in the hospital in the interior of Brazil for, for weeks and uh, they were laying there one night and the missionaries co-workers had brought in a little record player, that old-fashioned little portable record player, and it was playing the song, God Leads Us Along, some through fire. And that's what they were thinking about that time. That's what we think about when we sing this song, God leads us along no matter what's happening in our lives.
we have kids. We have two sons that are that are in the ministry. Did I blow it? No. Okay, good. And um, we remember the first time that uh, we sent our kids off to college. I don't know if you've ever done that, where you drive down to college and you leave them to the wolves in their colleges somewhere. And uh, for both parties, I and mean, Beth and I were just bawling, and he was bawling, and it was really neat because we knew God had a special hand on his heart. He was very shy growing up, and uh, had uh, you know we had to make him play basketball and make him play soccer, and and uh, just kind of a little shy on the shy side. My second son was not that way at all. Of course, the Lord never makes any of our kids the same. But I remember, you know, leaving him off and uh, for him to, to submit to a new authority with the college, the Bible college that he was going to. He had surrendered to preach. And by, at that time, he was thinking about going to the mission field. The Lord kind of closed that door. And, he, and well, he, while he was in Chad, he got very sick. And, and uh, the doctor told him that he could not spend much time in a foreign mission field anymore. And so the Lord closed that door. And he... He's a pastor in Greer, South Carolina right now. But I wrote this song with him in mind that, okay, you know, we, we know about our God and we know about his presence. And the many promises, there are several times in scripture where the Lord says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And at the wilds, we have different themes every summer. And the particular theme this summer was the theme of Joseph. And so we kind of combined the two things to try to be an encouragement to my son. I will never leave you. Oh, I've messed up. We're going to do leadership piano duet first. And then if you remember what the introduction is to this song, we'll sing this song. We have programs everywhere. You know, I... Yes, okay, good.
As Joseph sought the Lord his God with all his heart, God laid on him a burden he would bear, yet not alone. The Lord was with his holy man to bring to pass his master It's fun to be able to play the piano with my wife, but when we're not doing well, we don't do well together on the piano, so, uh, so we gotta keep things right so we can communicate in unison on the piano. This is 
probably our most favorite hymn, maybe yours too, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And I appreciate Pastor's comments. Whenever you do hear a, a choir piece up here or an instrumental piece, as a congregation, you know, we're, our responsibility is to put this into your hands as a congregation. And so if you can jump into these texts, like a lot of the hymns that we know and love that are even some of the oldest ones, you would almost say, I wish that I had said that. That particular um, hymn writer had, had the ability to write something in such a beautiful way. And we can jump into these texts and make them our own. And that's our responsibility as a congregation when you hear something that's being sung in the choir or being done as an instrumental number, you can, and I encourage our people, especially with an instrumental number, if you could try to take maybe one part of that text and personalize it and think about that until the next time around when you're having to do the same kind of thing. Uh, great is thy faithfulness.
you folks are very kind. Not long ago, well, it's been quite a while ago. I don't know, have any of you ever heard Mark Minnick preach? Some of you have, and uh, he's a fine preacher. I traveled with him on a BJ team years and years ago, and um, he was no different then as a very young man. Uh, fine preacher, um, his life was a message. He just was very much like the Lord Jesus. And uh, I remember we would stay with each other every fifth night. We were five guys on the team. He sang and preached. And he would get up, and I would get up. I'd be in the bed next to him, and uh, he would get up and, and write something down and turn the light off and go to bed. And so the next time we stayed together, he'd get up in the middle of the night, write something down, and turn the light off, and go back to bed. Do you do that? Okay, but I, and I, the third time he did that, like a couple of weeks into the thing, he turned, got up, turned the light on, wrote down, got up, turned the light off and went to bed and I got up and turned the light back on. I said, okay, what are you writing? <laughs> and he would write, you know, he'd think about something while he's in bed and write it down. And that first time he said um, that uh, Lot, Lot's wife was turned into the very thing she should have been all along a pillar of salt, you know, like we were supposed to be salt. I went, oh, so he started telling me these things. And then he came, oh, years later and did a men's retreat. And we studied the life of Gideon. And this song was a result of that. It was so confronting. Um, and he just kind of told the story and then, you know, kind of used and applied the word. And there was blood all over the walls because the Lord was using power of the word of God to prick, prick our hearts. The Lord pricked my heart. A couple stands of a song, Where is a Gideon? This is a day when idols are worshipped. Even God's people are trapped in snares good men have fallen standards are shaken where is the answer who even cares where is a Gideon Worldly desires are all 
service who satisfied only in him to abide. Where is a Gideon? Where is a man who'll be a leader and follow God's plan? Where is God's champion who'll be the one to stand like Gideon? for you to participate with us. This song that Mac wrote, Mac, this is probably one of my favorite songs, one of the first of your songs that we had translated into Portuguese in Brazil. Beautiful words in Portuguese as well. May the Lord find us faithful. Number 429 in your hymn books, or the words on the screen. Let's stand as we sing.
That was wonderful, wasn't it? How great thou art. We're going to end the program this evening with the choir singing. Choir, you may take your place. And as we've done on occasion here, the choir will be down the aisles. And you as a congregation will have an opportunity in the middle of the song to become part of the choir. We're going to be singing a, a, a hymn that is very well known already. The words will be on the screen when it says congregation uh, singing. That, that's you. And I'll sing with you, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. But the choir is going to start with another tune, first of all, and then you'll see when to join in. At the end, we'll end just with the choir again when it says choir only. So that's our instructions for our choir rehearsal you just had. And now this song says, I give my all.
that was a blessing, wasn't it? You know, we're, we're thankful for Mac and Beth being here, and I know that their heart is that through their playing and singing and the choir's playing and singing, that your hearts were directed to Christ, that he gets the glory and he gets the praise. And even as they were playing the piano, just so you know, Mac and Beth, I heard a lot of people kind of murmuring the words along with you as you were, as you were playing those songs, and I know it touched a lot of hearts. And so we want to first of all give all the praise and glory to God and Jesus Christ who saved us uh, and gave us a reason to sing. And uh, one thing I appreciate about Mac, Mac and Beth is, is they're very talented, if you didn't catch that. They definitely are. Um, but at the same time, they're very humble, and you don't usually get both of those in the same person. And, uh, and so we're just so thankful, not only for uh, the gift of music that they gave us, but also their spirit um, as, they, uh, as they ministered to us. And I know their desire is to minister to you. And, uh, but we do want to express our gratitude to them, and we did warn them that that we are a clapping church, and you notice that even tonight. So could we just give them a, a, a round of applause just to express our gratitude? For but as we do close tonight, um, I want us to reconsider that last phrase of the song that we uh, just sang, I give my all. Uh, what would prompt someone to respond in such a way to what God has done? What would God have to do for someone to say, I give my all, my love, my life, my all? Living life as a Christian, following God's will and obeying his word simply is a response. That's what the Christian life is. It is a response. A response to what? Well, it's a response to something God has done for us, and we just sang about it. In the song we just sang, there's a phrase that says this, my savior hung upon a tree, exchanged my death for his. And there it is right there. That is why we seek to live our lives for Christ. That is the purpose of our lives. And it's the purpose God created us for. And I think every one of us, whether you know Jesus or not, has an innate knowledge that there is a God who has designed us for a purpose. And sometimes, many people spend their whole lives trying to find out what that purpose is. But Scripture tells us that that pursuit is going in the wrong direction. Romans 3, 10 through 12 says, None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. And do you know who that includes? Me, Mac, Beth, every one of you. We live our lives for our own desires, and we fall short of God's purpose for us. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So someone who believes in Jesus really is someone who simply acknowledged this reality for themselves, that we are sinners. And what's worse, there's nothing we can do to get rid of that sin. We can't earn our way out of it. We all stand guilty before the holy God who made us. You know, it's, it's common to hear the critique that the church is full of hypocrites. And, and that's, that can be a sad reality, but in another sense, I'd say, you're right. The, the church is full of hypocrites and liars and idolaters and adulterers and addicts and thieves and all who have been saved by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ used to be those things. 
In fact, in 1 Corinthians 6, we read of a long list of different types of sinners, and then we read these words, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And so you, really, you stand among sinners tonight who realize that they're sinners and have heard the best news that they could ever hear, that my Savior hung upon a tree and exchanged my death for his. It was on that old rugged cross that Jesus, God in the flesh, hung there, nailing my debt to that tree, becoming sin for me, who knew no sin, and through death he defeated the one who has the power of death, the devil. And he died the death that I deserved. And the scripture says he was buried, and then he rose the third day, seen by over 500 people, and ascended into heaven to intercede on my behalf. And the scripture says that new life and forgiveness of all my sins is available to the one who simply calls onto the Lord for salvation, depending not on your good works, but on the finished work of Jesus. And the scripture says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And again, the words to that last song says, he heard this sinner and heard my humbled cry. Do you know that's all it takes? The faith in Jesus, embracing him for your salvation, is all it takes to have your sins removed, new grace and new life given, and eternal life with Christ. And you can do that even today. And it's our burden, it's our desire. If you're here today and you have not called to Christ, if you have not made that humbled call to him, you might in your own heart cry out to Christ who did everything for you, paid your penalty, took your place, and rose again so that you may have newness of life. This is such an undeserved gift. All we as Christians, sinners who believe in Jesus, all we can do is simply give our all to him, to give it all over, because he has given everything to us. And I pray that, 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 that what you felt in your heart even tonight as you listened to the truths of the songs and you sang along, that that love for Christ that maybe you felt in your own heart, that resulted in praise and adoration out of your mouth, will carry into this week as well. That your thankfulness for Christ will result in how you live your life this week. How can your life be an act of worship this week because of what Christ did for you? And for some of you, that act of worship is submitting to him in humble faith and saying, Lord, I want you to be my Savior. And if that's you, we'd love to speak to you. We'd love to talk to you and show you from Scripture how you can know that you can have a Savior in Jesus Christ. But we hope you were blessed tonight. We hope the truth was presented clearly, and we hope that you were encouraged about who Christ is and what he has done for you. Can we close in prayer? Lord, we thank you that you have given us a gospel that we do not deserve. Lord, you snatched us out of the horrible pit and set our feet on a rock. You have separated our sins as far as the east is from the west. You have cast them into the uttermost parts of the sea and trampled them underfoot. You have nailed all of our debt onto the cross. And as we embrace your son, we can walk in newness of life. Lord, I pray that that glorious reality 
would transform and impact every other part of our life. That we could truly say, Lord, I give you my all. That it would not just be an anthem that we sing on a Sunday night, but it would be the testimony of a life day to day. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Don't forget, again, if you're a visitor with us, don't forget, grab a gift bag out in the Welcome Center uh, on your way out. And of course, um, ex express your thanks to Mac and Beth. They do have to leave soon. They have an early flight tomorrow, um, so don't hold them too long, all right? But uh, again, we're so thankful to have them here this weekend, and we're thankful that you were able to come tonight. Thank you. You are dismissed.